morning, everybody. Good Erev Shabbat Shalom. This is Table for Two uh, on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, our show is sponsored by Abel's and Hyman Meats. We taste better. Good morning, everybody. It's been a lovely, lovely week because some of the snow in front of my house has melted. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, I am Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants. Anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. Uh, I cater for people Shabbat, for Yom Tov, for Pesach, which always gets its own mention because the countdown for that has begun too. Uh, small parties. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, I'm your gal. I hope you'll stick with me uh, for this whole hour and hear about my cooking adventures, my kosher food traveling, sharing of great food ideas and recipes each week. But I also like to hear about your experiences too. I ate at a great restaurant. You want me to check out an ingredient for you, check out a, a meal at a restaurant for you that you've, you've tried and said, Naomi, you've got to go here. It was amazing. I will go there on your recommendation. I'm always on the hunt for delicious uh, food at restaurants. Um, so, you know, please be in touch with me. You can email me, Naomi, at nachumsegel.com. I love getting emails from everybody. Um, you can follow me uh, on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, the Aussie Gourmet, um, and you can also join my website. On my website, you can join my newsletters by going onto the AussieGourmet.com, and at the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see um, the sign-up for my newsletters. I don't send out too many, so I won't drown you all <laughs> with uh, with uh, emails. So I uh, had a great food adventure this week. I went to a Pisga in Queens. Um, it was really nice. We took my mother-in-law out, and we I, I spoke put on Facebook, actually, um, Looking for a great restaurant in Queens for dinner. 20 responses, 19 of them were Hapisga. So a big shout out to you, Hapisga. You did not disappoint. Um, one person sent us, wanted us to go to a dairy restaurant. Everybody knows I like Muscat in Queens, but I guess people thought it because it was a Sunday night. I did want Flashics, which they were right. <laughs> um, so we, we had this incredible platter of starters, you know, all the appetizers and dips. They were incredible. So definitely Hapisga is your place to go to try fresh Israeli authentic dips. And the sushi was 50% off Sunday and Monday night, which I thought was great because um, my kids, I thought they would want steaks, you know. So they wanted sushi instead, especially when it's 50% off. We let them go for it. Um, so that was really nice. So a big shout out to you. I have a very exciting show. I like to think that every show is exciting. But to me, I'm having my, I think the most uh, um Popular and, and frequented guest on my show, I have Shifra Klein from Joy of Kosher Magazine is in the house right now. I'm very excited. She's sitting right next to me. And in the second half, we're going to have Mara Strom from Kansas City, Kansas, which is really great. Uh, they are now an, they are an hour behind us, so it's going to be a little bit earlier for her in the day uh, on this era of Shabbos. So I'm going to get her on the phone. We're going to talk about being kosher on a budget, which seems like such an impossible task. So uh, we will be talking to her and getting great Purim, Pesach, and just regular Shabbat ideas for us as well. So, Shifra, welcome. Welcome Thanks back. I, yeah, it's great to be here. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, this is like our fifth time together at least, right? Every time oh, totally. A to- every time a Joy of Kosher magazine comes out, we got to have you in the studio. So Yeah, thanks but- for having me. Thank you. Okay, I'm just, um, you know, for those of you who are uh, listening to us um, for the first time and don't know, or some of our some of our other guests, who uh, listeners, audiences who have not um, 
been made aware of this. We actually are videotaping our show as well as broadcasting um, through the airwaves. Um, we've got a camera on. So you can actually go and you can hear our show always on the archives and through um, iTunes podcast. But now you can actually go to Nachum Siegel Net, put it in as one word in the YouTube um, search bar. And then all the shows will come up. The last That's a really amazing, exciting addition to the show. It's great. It really is. So last <laughs> week we had Sarah Klinkwitz and she oh, brought nice. in her chocolates and we were like eating chocolates into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Okay, so next time I come, I'll bring food. Okay. okay we can you... make everyone hungry. Okay, that's But good. in the meantime, we can make everyone hungry with the pictures I know. from the so, magazine. So, so. I'm going to, we, we're going to, uh, I'm just, you know, as I, I'm going to hold up the joy of kosher to the people oh, okay. that are, uh, are can watch this, but we're going to be talking about um, the amazing, gorgeous magazine. And, I, you know, I said to you uh, when you came in, I said, you must think I think everything is gorgeous <laughs> because, you know, I said this is yet another fabulous production of this Joy of Kosher. Thanks. I love it. Um, and and um, Shalami sent me an email saying the next one's coming out. Um, and I said, okay, great, looking forward to it, you know, and we're looking to book a date to have you in. So, uh then Next day, one arrives in the mail. So yeah, that's right. And now we're going to do a giveaway for all your listeners. Thank you. Yeah, in honor of Purim and Pesach, our upcoming Pesach issue, which is almost done, actually. I'm yeah. very, I'm very excited so, to see the Pesach issue. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, so, so I guess you're going to let your reader, your listeners know how. To okay, so if you want to win, thank you, Shifan. A, a one-year subscription. A, a year subscription to Joy of Kosher. If you want it which you know you do. You know how many emails I get from people? <laughs> when, when we do a giveaway, it's amazing how many people want to be part of our show and part of Yeah, I mean, my it's guests. always fun to win something, and this comes, like, right when you need it. Right, exactly. It's coming in your mailbox, like, three weeks before Pesach, which is perfect. I know, and that's, like, so <laughs> soon. <laughs> I mean, it's I, crazy how soon it is. I know. And, you know, the minute winter break was over, the countdown has, you know, the countdown right. for me be, has begun. You know, people count down between Pesach and Shavuos. But not me. I can't <laughs> between winter break and lich benching on Pesach. Um, but if you want to win the gorgeous uh, set of uh, year subscription, it's about five magazines a year. It's six magazines it's six a year. Six magazines mm-hmm. a year. You know what to do, folks. Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. Give me your name and your address. And I'm going to also your email address. And I'm also going to add you to my um, weekly newsletters that I put on my I put on out okay. through my website. So as I promised, I won't un- inundate you. Um, <laughs> but so Naomi at NachumSiegel.com to win Joy of Kosher. So, you know, looking forward to hearing from you all. Okay, so um, let's, let's start beginning at page number one. Okay, this looks amazing. You want to eat, you. You eat the front cover. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That's what we're going for. Okay, great. Yeah. All right, so this is your your Purim edition, but it's not only has Purim, it's got a large selection of... Yeah, it's also late winter, and any recipe that we did for Purim, you could do any time of the year. It's not solely made for Purim. Like this salad idea was to do stuffed sides. Yeah, I thought that was so, really clever. Yeah. That was yours. You have a few different um, uh, writers. Right. We have many different writers, and that's the appeal of the magazine. It's you know having a voice from so many different people and so many different kosher bloggers, kosher chefs... So it's really exciting, even for me, like when I'm getting the content and we're planning it, it's always so amazing to see how many talented people there are in the kosher market and how many amazing contributors we have. So that's really amazing. Um, and it's always so exciting. So we did this idea of stuffed side, stuffed mains, everything. The idea was like for Purim, like sort of to have a theme. Going. I like that stuff because like yeah. commentation is stuffed. 
Yeah, exactly. I love and we also wrote like the more spiritual reason of eating stuff so, so you could get sort of, you know, that explanation going and that's written inside. So that was the salad. It's a portobello mushroom that's like, you know, sort of stuffed with sweet potatoes and it's the the dressing is amazing. I really think it's worth getting the magazine, even just for this recipe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's great. Now, you yeah. you can also actually download it digitally, right? Yeah, we um, it's available on iTunes. So whoever has um, an iPad can download it on iTunes. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. So let's delve inside yeah. to the magazine. Okay. So I like, like, straight from the beginning, I have my notes here, but I also want to flip to it. I like how you have kitchen trends. Like, what's new? Right. What's so, new in the kitchen? Because there are people that, you know, doing kitchens and they want to know what's available yeah. and what else is out there. So it's not only food, you've got everything right. revolving around how to make the food in your gorgeous kitchen. And- exactly. It's just like, you know, there's a lot of things beyond just recipes in the magazine. And like, you'll see, like we did, we did actually, we introduced a lot of new article, I mean, new columns into this issue. Okay. So, so that was, yeah. so one of the things that we're doing from now on is kitchen trends. And it, it's so interesting to see because we have like, I think today, Two extreme, almost kitchen trends. There's like the very vintage, like rustic look. Yeah, yeah. People are going for like the wooden beams and like everything just to look really vintage and rustic, like I said. And then there's the very sleek and modern look. So it's very interesting. And it's, it's, I think that kitchens in general, it's even, um, any kitchen. So like reflection of the cook and, you know, the, the style right, of the right. person. I that... did my kitchen like nine years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. I want to do it again. <laughs> I always tell Sandy from AHC that I want my fr- fridge to break because I want one of the, fr- the French door fridges which, yeah. um, came out like literally three months after I got my new fridge. Right. And it's like pushing nine or ten years old. So I'm like waiting for it to break. But no such luck. It's going strong. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank yeah. God, thank God, Baruch Hashem, I'm not looking to throw out money. But yeah, so so it's really nice to see, you know, if you are doing a new kitchen, something right, exactly. new. I really like the, the floating shelves. Right. That's something that's very in now. Yeah. It's like the open shelf look. It opens up your kitchen. So right. yeah, it's for very organized people, though, because everything yeah. has to look. My husband you know. would never let me get it. He likes everything behind closed doors. Yeah. So floating shelves, the idea is just to have open. It's open shelf. And like also now there's like open kitchen. Everything's just like open. And like it's also a really great way to like if you have any interesting kitchen items, cookbooks, even picture frames, it personalizes the kitchen right, right. when you walk in. So I, that's a very cool trend. I like to have like the shelf above my flagship sink. I have this um, mini shelf mm-hmm. under, under a cabinet and I just have photos of my family there. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And I'm at the flagship sink a lot, either cleaning and cooking or, you know. So it's really nice to have so your family there. So I like, I feel there, like yeah. my family's there with me. So For you know, sure. Reflects into the food. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, uh, so we're talking about new columns. Love um, the one about five myths about that cost money. Yeah, it was really interesting. Okay, so yeah, just, you know, like fresh is always better and... Um, fresh isn't always better. Fresh isn't always like better. Like you think, so... Even though I always say fresh is the best. No, fresh is generally the best. Yeah. Go for fresh. But the idea was that sometimes if you're doing, let's say, a blueberry cake, frozen blueberries could be just as good. And in fact, a lot of food is flash frozen and it's frozen when it's fresh. Right. Let's so talk- it has a very good flavor. So talk about the fish because I like so, it. I, I'm not yeah. going to read from the magazine because Shifra will explain it and it, you know. So um, this is what, this is so, this is actually something that's so interesting is when it comes to especially sushi grade fish. Right. Is that sometimes it's better to get the frozen one because it's flash frozen right when it's caught. They quickly freeze it. They have a certain method that really seals in the freshness. So you're literally defrosting it. A piece of fish that was frozen right away. It's the ideal freshness. 
versus a fish that you get sometimes in the fish market. It could be sitting there for two or three days. It might have also been defrosted, you know, four days ago. But so that, sometimes it you know, really is re- better. That's really interesting. I never thought about that because I was, you know, I always like to think of, you know, my fish fresh, fresh, fresh. And right. it's better that way, especially with sushi. And we love uh, raw fish in our 100%. house. Raw tuna, raw salmon is like, my kids hate when I cook the tuna. We want it raw. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what's interesting? Like, you know, you know, I cook for people for Pesach and they go, how can you cook for so many people right before Pesach? I go, no, I start after Purim and then I freeze it, but I'm freezing it fresh. It's not yeah. sitting in the fridge. I cool it to the proper temperature, room temperature. Right. Then I wrap it tightly and then I put it in the freezer That's that right. same day. I'm not freezing. People think of freezing food. You're freezing your leftovers, which has probably been heated, reheated twice. Right. You've totally changed the texture, the temperature, the taste, everything. And then you're freezing it For and then sure. you're defrosting it. So. Yeah, I mean, we actually, talking about our next column, we have Levana Kirschenbaum. Right, that's what I wanted and, to bring in. Because you're talking about freezing. Right. The, the topic was freezing. And she really, she's so has so many years experience. Yeah, she's amazing. I was so happy that she, like, that she you know, went for this column. She's going to do it every, every issue. Great. And, it's, you know, people can email their questions to the magazine. And she basically answers... It's more like whole food centered and, you know, health centered because yeah, that's her she's, expertise. She's, yeah, she's great. Um, but um, so she wrote all about freezing. Yeah. So, I mean, there is that myth. That was, that was my segue into this. Because, oh, okay. So yeah, I did no, the segue. No, right. You did the segue. That <laughs> yeah. was great because okay. um, I'm a big fan of, you know, making a huge vat of soup. Right. Like I mean, and there are certain quart. things that taste better. For, soup, chicken soup. Soup. Roasts like in good sauce. When yep. you defrost it, it gets even juicier. Yeah. Oh, so, yum, yum. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time you really have to bring food. I really do. I should also, I should we'll get a little too distracted. But okay. No, no, it's going to be good. Um, okay. So I, I like the whole new section of, of, of Levana. Right. Um, I know that I noticed that our, our, we've had Gil Marks, our, our guest yes. also. He was in last month and now this month so again. So he's also doing that column. It's five things you didn't know about. That's what he's doing. Right. So I think that's excellent because yeah. I love food trivia. I want to know where my food came from, where the history of the food uh, came and from. And Gil Marks is like the person to do it. He wrote an encyclopedia of, yeah. of food. So it's encyclopedia like of Jewish this food. He thick. Is, it's like yeah. a half a foot thick. <laughs> yeah. And he writes, I mean, it's fast. It's really fascinating. Five things you didn't know about Hamantasha and five things like he'll do it on the topic that's going on or what's going on in the season. So it's actually really fascinating. Now, speaking about Hamantaschen, and you were talking before about um, the different different, contrib- yeah. different contrib- contrib- I don't know how to say it in American accent. Contributors? Contributors. Con- well, contrib- this was really, Contributors, because yeah, this- I think I sound that so Australian. I think that was brilliant. So you have, you have Gil's, you have Gil's um, information, five things you didn't know about Hamantaschen, um, you know, from where it came, the the meaning, the symbolism, the role of the filling that it's, plays yeah. in. I love that kind of stuff. I also like, like I read it to my kids. It's so interesting, right? You know? that, that's actually a yeah. good Sudat Purim um, yeah. or Erev Purim, exactly. the Shabbos before Purim. Once Rosh Chodesh at our bet rolls around, that's something, you know, you can have one of the kids or, yeah, you know, there's five different um, points here so you can have each kid yeah. read it around the table. Um, but what I thought, I thought this was so clever. I know most of these people, so I know, it's so, right? so exciting. <laughs> I'm so not the baker. Um, well, some of these hamantaschen, I I love a, this because it's savory. an ode to like all the kosher bloggers out there. And 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 there's also like there's if even if you're not the biggest baker, there's two hamantaschen recipes that use puff pastry, which I thought was so brilliant. Yeah, I've I've done so that. So easy. And um, the pumpkin pie one. 
um, the chocolate banana coconut, the savory hamantashen that uses pastry dough. So you don't have to be the baker. You right. know, there's a variety. We also have a gluten-free hamantashen. Oh, that's very yeah, clever. That Wait, who wrote that? Who wrote that? Lisa Rose. Okay, we're Fig and oh. Time. Okay. Real food kosher. Okay, real food. Real food kosher. kosher. Okay. That's a gluten-free hamantashen. So it's just a, a bunch of amazing bloggers and cookbook authors because Noreen Galetz is, you know, she was one oh, of yeah. the first cookbook authors out there. And um, I love her hamantashen recipe. so unique. Apricot, almond, triangle. It doesn't have the... The fold. Yeah. But it's... It's like a triangle. Yeah. It's but a, we couldn't stop. It was so much fun because we were like gnashing on this as we're doing the photo shoot. And we had like a pile of hamantashen. If you look in the beginning of... Where's Gil Marx's article? Right behind so you, So we had yeah. this, like, literally a bowl of all the hamantashen. So it was so much fun to And taste. who got to make all these? Did so all these? Um, actually, Haya Friedman, the food stylist, made okay. it. Every, when it comes to making things that have to look good, I don't make it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, I could cook and, you know, it, it tastes good. But, like, to make things look picture perfect. Which is what you that's need. That's what we need Haya Friedman yeah. for. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they look unbelievable. Yeah. I, I want to come to this. Place. I should have You're come You're more to than this invited. Place. I know. I know. We have to coordinate. It's very interesting. Okay. So so um, now let's go back a little bit uh, earlier on in the book. Um, vegan. You know, we're kind of leaving Purim yeah, aside yeah. there. Sorry, Mr. Purim. Um, but uh, you've had your turn. We're going to talk about vegan because I think it's such a big buzzword now out in, yeah. the, in the food world. I'm, uh, you know, a lot of people will call me um, to cook for them. Please cook Shabbos for me. But one of my kids is a vegetarian or one of my kids is a vegan. So, you know, I had to learn what vegan meant because I thought, you know, vegan was just an ex- – I mean, it is an ex- – I don't want to say extreme because it sounds like I'm offending someone. Right. It's not. It's just more than a regular vegetarian. Yeah, much more, yeah. Right. So it's no eggs, no... Nothing that comes from an animal source. Nothing. Even honey. Honey yeah. is considered vegan? Mm-hmm. Honey is not vegan. Honey is not vegan. Because so it comes from bees. I know when I had to... So when I was cooking for someone, I had to make them... Um, I, I can't remember. A, a kugel or something... No eggs, but okay. I could use vegan mayonnaise. There's, right. So that's egg-free. And there's also uh, egg replacers. Okay. I didn't I think, have I mean, there's that. if you're vegan, there's now especially, there is so many food available. So it was just interesting. So we did this whole article about what vegan food is. Is all vegan food kosher? Because right, it doesn't yeah. come from an animal source. But then are all vegan restaurants kosher? But you have to check the veggies, so, right? Yeah, yeah. There was we so we we covered that. That was also interesting. We also spoke about the different levels. Like there are people that are almost vegan, vegetarian, flexitarian. There's so many flexitarian. different. Flexitarian. Yeah, oh, it's hilarious. a little bit more flexible. <laughs> so um, what does that mean? Like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, <laughs> you eat eggs, and the Tuesday everyone doesn't... you know does their own thing. But um, we had Elise Glickman. She's a writer that's based in Los Angeles. And she interviewed a lot of, in, especially in California, it's a very big movement. And so she interviewed a lot of chefs that have vegan restaurants. They're not all, you know, necessarily keeping kosher. They're not necessarily kosher restaurants, but they're real experts in vegan food and vegan cooking. So we had them contribute all the vegan recipes. So all the recipes are coming from vegan restaurants. Did you cook them up? We all, yeah, everything. Every, everything. Everything in the magazine we cook, we take pictures ourselves, and we all taste and it. it was, and it was good? It was all good, yeah. Very fresh. Like, I love the cauliflower tabbouleh. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I, I'm it, a it big tabbouleh person. Salad. Yeah. I'm a big tabbouleh person. I make it every week. I used so to make it with So instead of using the grain, we use cauli- raw cauliflower. It was such a brilliant, you know, 
ingredient to use. And is it raw? Is it's it... raw cotton. So it has that crunch and it marinates in the dressing. And it's something that you can leave in your fridge and eat it, you know, during the week, like real tabula. Right. So that was really fascinating. And then to go along with it, we also interviewed Mayim Bialik. Okay, Mayim Bialik for people so who are not vegan. familiar yeah. uh, with Mayim Bialik. I've, I've, I actually got to hear her speak one time. I was in Boca Raton and she was the... Um, Basically, the scholar in residence oh, okay. at the Boca Raton Synagogue. She spoke to the women and what it's like to be um, modern, orthodox modern Orthodox. In and she actually came to my kids' high school in SKA. Oh wow! Um, last year to speak about modesty, right? Which was really interesting. She's very inspirational. She, yeah, in because respect. you know she's in Hollywood, but she's very you know um, her personality sneers because right. she's. Um, quiet. She's not loud. Exactly. You know, she has her blogs and, you know, she shares with everybody, all, you know, all her movements in her life because I think that's what you have to do when you're in Hollywood. Right. But it's always done in a very simple, exactly modest way. And that's her cook. So her new cookbook is really a reflection of her personality. I'm, so, I'd love to get her in here. Yeah. Maybe you'll get her to come in or we'll get her on the yeah, phone maybe. together. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, so that was really interesting. It was interesting to talk to her. I mean, she said that her son thought that all vegan people keep kosher. Like, right. vegan and kosher are the same thing. <laughs> right. I so that was that. really, yeah, it was really cute. Um, yeah. And so that was a great addition to the vegan article. Um, and could you see yourself become a vegan? What? Could you see yourself become a vegan? <laughs> no. I could not. I, I don't leave out food groups. I can't even go. It's I tried. Difficult. I tried it's the paleo hard. diet. Okay. Um, uh, our friend uh, Melinda Strauss, uh, kitchen-tester.com, um, she was on this paleo diet. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to try that too. Um, three days. Okay. <laughs> three days. You know why? <laughs> I need milk in my coffee. Almond oh, you milk. Have, okay. Almond milk does not cut it. Almond milk. <laughs> Almond milk. I guess it's like. Great for taste also, off, Great in powerful recipes. Right. Not good for your morning coffee. So some people are vegan for, you know, dietary or allergic. Like people are allergic. allergic. So then they take upon that diet. But yeah, they're passionate about, you know, not eating meat or anything that comes from animals. And so that's the inspiration for a lot of people. Okay. And a lot of people who are kosher are vegan nowadays. So, it, and even not, it's just interesting to sort of cook that style. It's, it, most of the recipes are so healthy and so good for you. So it, would, it wouldn't be so bad if we actually did even like two days a week. Like yeah, maybe selective. Sure. I'm just thinking now, like selective veganism, you know, like totally. two days a week. That's a flexitarian. Flexitarian. Okay. I love it. <laughs> just cleanse the body, you know. It's not such a bad thing to yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. Hmm, especially maybe like right after Pesach. <laughs> yeah, that's a good time. Or Pesach. <laughs> or Pesach. You know what? No. It's probably all fruits and vegetables, a lot of the right, stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. Calamite, it wouldn't be so bad to like, to you take know, a day off. Flash, yeah. flash out the system on. There's actually not even so many Calamoe days. Uh, right. Oh, I don't know. I didn't check. It's, it's Thursday. Unfortunately, I know this like so well. It's actually yeah. exactly like last year. It starts on a Monday night. Okay. Um, And uh, it has Monday night is first night Seder. And then Calamoe is Thursday, right. and then Fridays again, like Erev Shabbos, and then Sunday again is Erev Yontif again. So you don't get like that huge right. stretch okay. of, you know. A lot of time. relaxing time. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, another popular thing that we had was we did a thing on Greek yogurt. Okay. And, oh. Can I just say one thing about yes. I really want to love yogurt. I've never eaten it. I've never eaten yogurt. Why? I can't smell it even. It makes you me, serious? I know. And Greek I love yogurt milk. Greek yogurt is more mild. I love milk. I love milk. You haven't eaten Greek yogurt? I know. Isn't that insane? Wow. I've never eaten yogurt ever. I've Yo eaten leban. I've eaten leban. Okay. Um, in Israel. I, I happen to really like leban, but I can't do the yogurt thing. That's so interesting. <laughs> I know. I can't even It's so funny what everyone's like. I open it like, like yeah. away from my nose. 
it's interesting, like what everyone's like food, you know. Even me, look, I love food so much. Right. I think about and yogurt. Food. It's like I know, right? I want to love it. I yeah. think it's good for your diet. My friends just have a cup of coffee and a yogurt in the morning. They feel fuller longer than me, but yeah, yeah. Okay, it's okay. So, so talk to me about Greek yogurt because it okay. is so popular. And why? Tell me, because I'm not a yogurt person. Why? What's the difference between Greek yogurt and regular yogurt? So Greek yogurt is creamier. And it has a much higher protein content. So you're getting so much protein when you're eating it. So it's a very healthy alternative to a lot of other things. And it's also a very versatile ingredient. So it was very, it was very funny because we did um, an advertorial for Norman's Greek yogurt, which is sort of like we did some recipes for them, but it was like they're advertising their product in our magazine. And it was so interesting how that became so popular. Because Greek yogurt is not just a breakfast food, like you were saying. There's so many things you could do with it. You can use Greek yogurt and substitute it for cream. Right. So and I've, it really, like, it I've really is I've seen a lot of recipes yeah. for calling for Greek yogurt. See, I would eat it in something. I just So, yeah, like a Greek yogurt pesto. So we did oh, that in the pasta. No. Right, I, I saw that. So, I saw that. yeah, that was pretty cool. And um, It's kind of like it's, sour cream. You're changing sort of, out sour yeah, cream exactly. for the yogurt. Oh. And it's one of those things that, like, a lot of times things that are, you know, advertised as healthy are, you know, they're good, but they're not as good. But Greek yogurt has something, like, unique. There's something, like, tangy and so so flavorful about it. So, like, it really works. And it almost makes things taste a little more exciting. I have a friend who was, you know, I went out for lunch with her last week, and she was saying how much she likes to go to, like, stop and shops, like, regular supermarkets, not our kosher. Right. Typical kosher in the the neighborhood. Well, like, when she's out of town. She'll go to the local stop and shop in Vermont or Connecticut. She walks up and down every aisle to find interesting OU products because you can find stuff that we just cannot, that even yeah, we yeah. don't get in the five towns. But has a has a or Brooklyn, you know, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. Like I found in like um in middle of uh, Vermont, um OU artichoke bottoms in a can. I bought okay. ten of them because I never <laughs> see them. My husband's That's like, ironic. That's so funny. Why do we? Why do? Why are we bring home ten cans from Vermont? <laughs> um, can't you get this in Cedarhurst at Gourmet Glad? I'm like, not yet. We right. can get the yummy marinated artichokes, but not from the cans. So you know, I'll be calling you Howie to see if we can get those Howie Clags brand. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Is the guy that will find you anything in Gourmet Glad. If you want it. You, an item, you can bring it to him and he'll hunt oh, it down nice. and bring it into the store. So. Yeah, it's a really nice store. Yeah, it's great. And, and they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now I, I know we're talking a little bit about yogurt. So we, we, we did, we finished on the yogurt, right? We can like, go on and on. You can go on and on. So, right, right. We can talk friend, about it for a long time. I know, I'll probably like crazy. put everyone to sleep. So, but. so my friend, so my friend was telling me she, we, got we got off topic but um she was out of town and she went to the supermarket and she was finding all these really cool greek yogurts okay. with ous wow so so you know she was buying them and you know bringing them back yeah, to the yeah, hotel yeah. and it's having great. A, something to having eat. a yogurt party like that was <laughs> that's hilarious you know yeah. i like that a yogurt party yeah um okay um i know we're talking about like mixing uh, uh yogurt into recipes but what yeah. happens if you've got a great recipe that calls for a flashic recipe from, you know, a, a cookbook or a blog that mm-hmm. you found online or something, and they want you to put uh, yogurt in it, right? But because we're kosher, we don't put yogurt yes. in our food, so we turn to tofuti. Yeah, that's right. I, I've been using a lot of that tofuti to make yeah. some of my chicken enchiladas segue, creamy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yay for the segues. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So 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 I, I, um, I want to... 
you know, make my chicken enchiladas nice and creamy. Yeah, exactly. And that's such a great product. So that's another advertorial that we had. It's so interesting how they became part of the content of the magazine. Our readers really liked it. So um, Mr. Mintz, the founder of um, the, the CEO of of um, of Tafuti, contributed yeah. his own recipes. Oh, that's These are cool. things gonna... that he makes every Shabbos. And we love them as like winter comfort foods. So we had a, a stuffed sweet potato, which was amazing. We tasted everything as well. And um, it was really, really good. So everything is parved. Was, so you have yeah. the Tofuti fettuccine alfredo. Yeah. It's parved and it's fettuccine Shabbos alfredo. lunch. That is insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is insane. Shabbos lunch, a fettuccine alfredo. As an appetizer, you can put that out. Can you heat it up? What? You can warm this up on the blech, right? The fettuccine Probably. alfredo. And serve it as an appetizer. Your guests yeah. will have a heart attack. They'll think they're eating milk. This was really elegant and it was so good. Which one was it? The, the, the twice, sweet, yeah, the, the twice baked, baked sweet, potato. sweet potato. The salmon salad is also great. The the power of sour cream made it taste so good. Oh, I like that. I, I sometimes I'll I'll um, take power of sour cream, the power of sour cream. I'll add a little bit of say fresh lemon juice, a little bit of sugar. It just yeah, it sweetens. It's exactly. like sweet and sour, which is what you want out of sour cream. Um, and then I'll put it in whatever, you know, I made this, um, and sumac, you know what sumac is? Yeah, it's a really interesting spice. It's tangy, yeah. makes the food, um, so I added, I added that into my parva sour cream, um, and then I used it like for, um, I made like mini hamburgers. Oh, cool. Tzitzot, I think yeah, they call it in, in, in Israel. So I, I had, um, I made like mini meatballs, oh, mini nice. meat patties, and then we had this parva sour cream dipping sauce. It's really great, yeah. It's but, incredible. I mean, it's really, really amazing. I, I mean, I remember growing up and all these, all the products, Tafuti was around when I was growing up, but. Oh, it's been around? Yeah, it's really oh, amazing. Oh, she's young. What? <laughs> You're young. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember it. Maybe. Oh, you don't, I mean, so, but it's really amazing in general just to see the growth of the kosher market, see what's available. It's crazy. I can't get over it. There's nothing that we almost can't do anymore. Now we have kosher bacon. I know, 100%. We what kosher, can't we do? What can't we do? 100%. It's very, you know, that's what, that's what the magazine is all about. Yeah, we can we can yeah. eat it all. We can eat it all. Totally. Awesome. <laughs> this is like my journey in life is thinking about what I can eat, where I can eat it. Right. So. Now we just need kosher like in every airport and every amusement park. <laughs> okay. So so there is, you know, in JetBlue, you I can know. get kosher yeah, yeah. food. Yeah. But we went there on a Sunday morning when we went to, for, to Florida for winter break and all the food was um, from Friday. Oh. The kosher food. Okay. So, you know. So you passed. <laughs> yeah. So I said, no, nah, I don't think so. Um, but I, I believe in Fort Lauderdale, they have kosher food at the oh, airport. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think, uh, Donnie Klein from Yeah, That's Kosher. Right. We wrote that. about it. Yeah. We wrote so, about it too. So it's nice to know that, you know, yeah, yeah. there is somewhere. Maybe it's in really... Los Angeles. In Israel, you know, the whole Israel, food court. Yeah. Oh, man. In Israel, you have to come to the airport early so you could eat there. <laughs> right. I know. Like, that's like six <laughs> hours before the flight takes off. It's like off. an experience. Yeah. 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 And one of, what a really cool thing that we did in the magazine, we had a series of pots and pans. And we went through different pots and pans. So we did a crock pot this issue. And Alessandra Ravati of Dinner in Venice yes. contributed. And one of what? the most fascinating things we had was a crock pot cake. Okay. I must was, have missed that. It I, was amazing. Was it like, good? It was also just so revolutionary, like to stick a cake in a crock pot. It was, you had to put it in the cake pan. But it really made you it moist. It slow baked the cake and like steamed it almost. I totally. would imagine. Yes. Oh, nice. It was oh. really. That's really worth checking out too. I'll show you the picture. Okay, we're gonna we're it gonna was, hold up to the yeah. picture. But if you have not gotten Joy of Kosher and you want Joy of Kosher, 
for free for a year from Shlomin Schiffer Klein. Thank you so much for doing that for our listeners. It's Just my pleasure. Email me, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com, your name and your address, um, so they can uh, send, send it when you win it, God willing. <laughs> yeah, so um, this was the cake. Okay, she's holding. So we moist, light, and fluffy. I, I totally missed that. Okay, I'm okay. going to hold it up to the screen for the people who cannot see it. Yeah, let's. Um, and then it's page 42, but that looks amazing. And I loved, you know, just to, to wrap up, um, I yes. love that whole crock pot series. That yeah. Was, I mean, the whole pot and pan and series. Cooker also, and it was yeah. three, there was a three part series starting back from the summertime, I yeah. believe. And it was really fabulous. So that Thank really, you. people Yeah, ask because me, it's not just about recipes. We're also educating people about so many different things. Right. People ask me all the time, what pots to use? Yeah. What pan, you know, so mm-hmm. I think it's nice to get a variety because I've never heard of some of this stuff, especially baking a cake in a crock pot. So. Yes. Amazing, Shifra. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming so much in for having me on a Friday. I don't know if you can stick around. We're gonna okay. we're gonna have Mara Strum um, on the phone. Oh, okay. We have uh, our engineers getting him on the phone. So just in the meantime, I wanted to say we have a special going on. Okay. So you can, if you subscribe uh, for two years or two subscriptions. You get Jamie's new cookbook complimentary for free. So that's a really cool deal. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jamie. So it's a two-year subscription and Jamie's cookbook all in one. It's on our website. Oh, my gosh. At joyofkosher.com. Joy- okay, I was going to say, let's get Yeah, it's that a really a- nice deal. And also, a lot of people love giving it as a gift. So right. it's a great gift so option. You can, so basically, you just get two. You can get two and you get a, a yes. Jamie's cookbook. Exactly. Fantastic. Joyofkosher.com. Yeah. Shifra Klein is thank in the you. house. Thank you so much. Uh, you are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman Meats. We taste better. Okay, so we have our second guest on the phone. She's so interesting. I met her uh, not that long ago um, at the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference. Uh, Mara was a um, guest speaker, and I, as soon as she finished in the day was over I made a beeline for her and I said Mara I must have you in so it's the first time we've been able to coordinate her uh, on the show she is in Kansas City Kansas hello Mara hello how are you good great how are you I'm great thank you so much for having me oh it's, it's our pleasure we are so thrilled to have you on the show I also have Shifra Klein is sitting here with me now she's the editor-in-chief of Joy of Kosher magazine Hi, Shifra. It's nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you, too. You, go, you guys have got a chat. Yeah, we really do. Yeah, that's, I, I think I've made a good shit over here. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> oh, <it's> Jay. <laughs> okay, um, great. So um, we're just having a little quick t- technical issue over here. Okay, so we are just getting started. So Mara lives in Kansas City. Um, she has a uh, bl- uh, food blog called Kosher on a Budget. That is something... That I personally need desperately, um, hmm. and many of us do as well. Um, she's also very big in the kosher social media world. Uh, as I said, she lives in Kansas City, and we are all familiar with Kansas City because we've had Men- Mendel Siegel and Yosef Silva uh, from your local hometown. They've also been guests on our show, so we hopefully some of our listeners have heard that and are familiar with uh, the the, uh, the area. And that there's a beautiful Jewish community over there. Yes, definitely. And who would have thought that Overland Park, Kansas would be such a mecca of uh, Jewish social media? But here it is. I know. It's crazy. And kosher food, I I know that you don't have a lot of kosher restaurants, but so much good kosher stuff is coming out of Kansas City. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So how did you get into this? Well, I'll tell you, I um, there's sort of like a long personal story, which I share on the blog, which is the finance part of this, how my husband and I decided 
about six years ago to the date, actually, in January, um, so a little over six years ago, that we were going to get out of debt. We had about $30,000 of consumer debt. So we wow. got out of debt, and then we saved up an emergency fund, and it sort of became our life. Like, we completely changed our lives, basically, and everything about our lives in order to do this. And one of the things that I did um, that I did in order to keep us on budget and on track was to really, really cut our our grocery bills. And so we were spending about $500 a month for then was a family of four. Today we're a family of five. Um, we were spending about $500 a month. We got it down from about $1,500 a month to about $500 a month. And I always had these friends who would say to me, Mara, how do you get, you know, how do you get your stuff for so inexpensive? Please you share deals? with us. How do you do this? So I started to t- share with them some of the stories, and everyone kept saying, you should have a blog. And I thought, well, like, there's a million blogs. What do they need another blogger for? But the reality was there was no one who was doing this kind of teaching for the Jewish community, for the kosher-keeping community. Um, and so I decided to start it. I sort of, like, waded in gently, and it really took off and, and had a life of its own very, very quickly. And, and thank God it's it's become a Parnassa for my family, and it's also, like, truly as I say, my fourth child. Like, it is such a love of my life doing this blog. Oh, it's great. It's it's unbelievable. How do you find these killer deals? Well, so... <laughs> that's I, without giving away too many I secrets. Have, you know, I know the, you probably got a few. The you've been doing this, uh, the more that stores kind of know you're out there and they'll send stuff to you. So I actually get emailed a lot of these things directly from the stores, which is wonderful. Um, and then I spend a good, you know, couple hours a day just trolling online sites. And I happen to be a huge fan of online shopping. Yeah, I, I like I really it too. I like going to the stores. Um, too much driving and the kids and the car seats. I just prefer to shop online. Um, and I actually think that oftentimes we get better deals by shopping online. Plus, we don't have to pay for gas to the store. And so many of these stores will ship for free. So I, I'm a huge fan of it. So I, I spend a couple hours a day looking looking for these deals that I bring to my readers on koshonabudget.com. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, living, uh, you know, it, you know, we live in different areas. So you're in the, is it the middle of the country? Can I, can I use there my? There you go. You're good. You're good. Okay, because good. I'm forgiving you because you're Australian, not yeah. because you're, you know, <laughs> from the East Coast. From the East Coast, that's right. Um, so you'll, um, and then, um, you know, I'm from New York, so there's definitely um, a different, um, I don't know how to say it, like, um, requ- you know, money requirement, like demands on your salary. You know, I don't know what tuition is like in in um, in Kansas City, but, you know, in, in Long Island or New Jersey, um, in Jewish day schools and yeshivas, it's, it's very expensive. It, it's mm-hmm. like, it's a mortgage every month. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know. Or even more than that for some people. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say it's more than my mortgage. It's crazy. Yeah. We yeah. work very hard to do that. And then you want to have nice food for Shabbos. You want to, you know, have company for Shabbos. But by the time you're done with a meat and a chicken and a kugel and some salads and the salmon and the chicken, it's like I tell my husband Shabbos is easily two hundred dollars. And there's four, mm-hmm. there's four, there's four Shabbos as in an average month. So you're talking eight hundred dollars a month for Shabbos. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of thing, maybe a thousand. And I, I yeah. feel like I spend so much money at Costco because I feel like I'm, and I'm good. I go with a list. I buy exactly what I need. I don't like go up and down every aisle, you know. And I, I find it so hard to just stay focused and stay on a budget and do all that. Right. Well, I mean, there is no doubt that um, the, the Jewish lifestyle, you know, the from lifestyle does have some added expenses that, you know, many people out there in mainstream America aren't experiencing. Um, 
and even just keeping kosher, I mean, you know, when I have friends who aren't Jewish who tell me about their great deal on boneless, skinless chicken breasts for a dollar ninety nine oh, a pound, you, you know, I kind of want to eat. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but the reality is that there's, even though we can't necessarily, you know, we, Shabbos comes every week. That is, that's just something that happens. Yep. Um, and, you know, the cost of kosher food, and I'm talking specifically about meat and dairy products, and particularly those who keep call of Yisrael, but even if you call of some, it's still not, you know, inexpensive, and it's certainly more expensive than the non-kosher cheese. So those costs are what they are. I consider them sunk costs. Now, there are things that you can do about those costs, though, um, in order to make your life more manageable. So what I tell people is before you even start clipping coupons or shopping deals or any of that, there's three things that everybody has to do if they want to lower their grocery budget. And if you do these three things, you'll lower your grocery budget by somewhere from 25 to 50%. Okay, so if what you're spending $1,000 a month, you're going to save 250 to $500 a month just by doing these three things. These okay. three things. Let everyone grab pen and paper. Okay, ladies? That's what I'm giving you a free Gentlemen, class right now. A free now. class. Because... budget class right here. Okay. So, so what's... number one is you have to keep a budget and you have to track your spending. I'm, I'm actually writing too. Everyone You're can... so sweet. I, I promise you. What did you say? Repeat that. Number one is to track your spending and make a budget. Track your Track your spending. spending. Here's the deal. Most writing... people don't know how much they're actually spending at the grocery store. No. no, right? no... No. You'll see, like, I think I'm spending about $800 a month, or I think I'm spending about $1,500 a month. But when you actually dig in and you look at all of your credit card receipts and you figure out all the times that you spent cash because it was just a quick trip and you just used the money that you had in your wallet, or that time you forgot that your husband stopped and picked up stuff on his way home, all of those times add up. And I'd say, like, 95% of the time that people do this, they find out that they're spending several hundred dollars a month more than they thought they were, than they would have estimated. Okay. So the very first Fair thing enough. you need to do is track your spending. Okay. As soon I'm as you're paying down, attention guys. to something, you're going to be better at doing that thing. Okay. Then you're going to make a budget based on that based on that number. And your budget is how you're going to take that number of what you're currently spending and you're going to do better with it. Now, if you have trouble sticking to a budget, one really simple strategy to use is to take out cash instead of using a credit card. <gasps> oh, no, really? So if your budget is $1,000 for food in a month, okay, the first Sunday of the month, take out $250. And then the next Sunday, take out another $250 and put it in an envelope and carry it around in your purse. Does that include and Shabbos that, food? Does that include Shabbos that food? Include, whatever your budget is, that includes everything. Ooh. Anytime you walk into a grocery store, walk in only with that envelope. Do not bring in a credit card. Because as soon as we start swiping a credit card, we get removed from our money. That's how we my mother used to shop. Removed. When I was growing up in Australia in the 70s and the 80s, my mother didn't have a million credit cards in her wallet. It's, it's you true. Need, it's you true. Need, I remember with my mother, my grandmother, at Franklin's in Rose Bay in Sydney, Australia. <laughs> and they had filled up their car, their carts, their shopping wagons, and they didn't have enough cash between the two of them. They start pulling, putting unnecessary things back, and that's, that's how right. they used to shop. And that's why maybe the my mother's generation aren't drowning in debt, say like our current generation. That's right. That's absolutely right. So if you don't trust yourself to be disciplined with a credit card, and there's no judgment, there's no shame in that. I think most of us have a hard time being disciplined with a credit card. That's what the credit card companies want. They want us to be undisciplined. So if that's hard for you, use cash. Cash will discipline you. And just don't bring your credit cards in with you. So that's number one. The second thing you have to do is, is learn how sales cycles work at the grocery store. Sales? So here's, 
I'm writing sales it down. Cycle. I'm telling you, I'm writing it down. I hope my listeners are writing it down too. Um, <laughs> it's great. There is a little known secret that most people out there just aren't aware of. Okay. Once every 12 weeks, approximately, stores will put almost all of their merchandise on what I call the rock bottom price. Now, it's not gonna, everything's not gonna happen the same week. One week it'll be cereal, the next week it'll be pasta, the next week it'll be ground beef. You know, every item it's gonna have its own sales cycle, but it's gonna hit its rock bottom price about once every 12 weeks. Which means, let's take a box of cereal. Okay. okay. Let's say your standard shelf price for a box of Cheerios is $4.99 out by you. Because I know it's a little bit more expensive in Long Island than it is in Kansas City. Okay. Let's say it's $4.99 for a box of Cheerios. If you buy that box of cereal when it's full price, you're paying $5. Now, that box of cereal is going to go on sale a lot in a quarter, right? It's going to go on sale for $4.49. It's going to go on sale for $3.99. But once every 12 weeks, it's going to go on sale for somewhere between $1.99 and $2.49. You are so right. I'm I'm totally following you. Yes. So if you get that box of cereal when it's $2.49 and you get two boxes of cereal, you are paying for two boxes what you would normally pay for one box. Just by doing that, you've cut 50% off of your budget. Just by doing that. As a shopper, your goal is to pay attention to sales cycles and buy when the product is at its rock-bottom price. And not just buy one of them. Buy enough to last your family until the next time. Right. So for 12 weeks. So when, when you need cereal, you don't go to the grocery store. You go to your food stockpile and you buy it when it was 50% well, off. I do that with cereal. I cannot pay full price $5 for a box of cereal. It kills me um, in the local kosher supermarket. So I always go to Target because it's uh, I'm getting a nod from ZK. It's $3.50 a box on sale. And they usually have a lot of sales cycles going on there. So the great thing is if you take that knowledge that you already have about cereal and you start applying it across more items in your grocery cart. Again, at least by me, there's almost never sales on kosher meat and chicken. Almost never. Right. But if I can cut the rest of my grocery cart by 25, 50, 75% by using this sales cycle strategy, then I get a little bit more wiggle room in my budget to afford those kosher meats and chickens. Right. So that's step number two. And step number three is that you have to make a menu plan. Oh, love it. Menu plan. And we're going to use that. We're, we've all been about segues here. Shifra and I were talking um, from Joy of Kosher all about different um, topics from her magazine, and we kept using the word segues. We segued into a lot of different topics very nicely. And let's segue this into Pesach plan. Okay. Because that is a killer for everyone, a menu plan, you know, for Pesach. Oh, you know, the Pesach, if you want to save money on Pesach, the first thing you have to do is what I told you you have to do the rest of the year, and that is make a budget, okay? Right. You can't just go to the grocery store and, and allow yourself to get sort of sucked into the Pesach panic. The right? Pesach panic. You need to go in ahead of time I and course. say, I am going to spend $1,000 or 1500 or 500 or whatever is the number that works for your family. Take it in cash and go with a plan. Do not go into the store without a plan. Okay, I like that. With the, with the shopping list and with your menu. When I actually go right. into 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 Gormelgat, when I do 99.9% of my shopping when I'm not, if you know, I do do a lot of Costco shopping, but I always have my Shabbos menu with me and the list because sometimes I need to double, 
you know, double check it, you know, cross it over what I'm doing, do a crossover check. And right. and um, I, I find that's also very easy. Take your printout of your, your I do it on an Excel spreadsheet, my ingredients and what I'm making. You know, not the that's recipe so, so much. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that kind of helps me. Yeah, for sure. The other thing is, you know, if you want to save money on press-offs, the time to start is now. Mm-hmm. First of all, the time to start is now because you may want to squirrel away a little bit of your budget from February and March so that in April you have a little bit more wiggle room. That's one thing. Yeah. But the other thing is that if you buy your meat for Pesach before Purim, it will be cheaper than if you buy it after oh, Purim. big believer all in that. the kosher yeah. butchers are going to mark up their meat starting at Purim. Because of the Pesach rush. And you just Buy have it to now make and put it in your freezer. You just double check with the butcher that it's already kosher Pesach. I That's believe, right. I believe like meats that are not marinated or corned beef that and all that. Correct. That as you cannot do. As long as it's just straight meat, it should be fine, but obviously you check know, that ahead check, of time. Check with your butcher. I know Gourmet Glant, most of the meat is kosher all year round, except of course when the seasoning, you know, the marinated right. stuff. But, right. um, you know, no, that's an excellent, excellent point that you need. And by the way, don't buy the already seasoned marinated meat year-round either because you can do that at home and save yourself a lot per pound. Yes. Uh, what I do is when I make a marinade, I triple a marinade recipe, and then I put it in small little containers. And then that's I so always smart. have on hand in my freezer a marinade. That cost me probably a dollar to make. Probably yeah. even less, actually. That's so smart. You know, so I've always so got – I do it for a little bit for money and a little bit for time because I'm a busy mum. Absolutely. And, you know, that segues us back to the idea of menu planning, which is that menu planning is going to save you a lot of time and and mental anguish, you know, that pressure of like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to make for dinner? But it also saves you so much money because when you have a menu plan, you're not going, and this applies for Pesach as well, you're not going into the store and buying stuff that you just assume you'll make at some point because when you assume you'll make something at some point, Oftentimes you don't, and you end up throwing food away. And the biggest budget buster for most people is food waste. Yeah. The amount of food that we throw away is, is sinful, and it's a huge waste of money. Right. So if you're not throwing food away, you're saving money right there. So when you go in with a detailed menu plan and then you make a list based on that plan, you're shopping, and everything that's in your refrigerator has a designated purpose, everything. And that's how you ensure that you don't have food waste. I love it. I love it. Wow, you, yeah, amazing. You know, I, be, I cook. I've been married over twenty years. I, I, I consider myself organized, but and and you know, not so frugal, which I'm learning how to be from from you. And and on your website, you you teach us how to get freebies, right? I'm just going through yes. some of the tabs that you've got on your um. Where freebies is- are lots of fun. You know, manufacturers <laughs> will send you free samples of things, and that's just, like, so great because you get free samples, oftentimes with high-value coupons, and they just send it right to your door. What do you mean high? you can write to the company? Like, how does that work? So sometimes, let's say, there's a, a free sample for, like, a dishwasher detergent. So you'll get a free sample for one or two washes, which, okay, that's not going to make a huge difference right. in your life, but in it, there's a $3 off coupon. So when that product is on sale anyway and you're using your $3 off coupon, you might be able to get some product at the grocery store for free and certainly for pennies on the dollar. So that's a great way to save money too. I love it. I love it. Okay, we are, you know, this show is always about food, but now it's about food and buying food within your budget and not going crazy for Shabbos and for Yontav. You know, I, I do, okay. I do, I saw a beautiful piece of navel pastrami, um, which can be a little bit expensive. Um, and I bought it on sale, bought a few on sale, and I put them in the freezer. That way, you know, they were there when I needed them. The freezer is the frugal shopper's number one 
best friend. And you know what else the freezer is great for is if you cook up a few meals ahead of time, you know, when you're making something, double or triple the recipe because it's not double or triple the work because you already have the kitchen dirty, you're already doing the stuff, you know, maybe it takes 10% more time, but you get two or three more meals out of it. You, you take those and you stick them in the freezer, and that's good insurance against those days when you just want to order a pizza because right. you can't be bothered with dinner. I, and yes, yeah, ordering out and takeout is also very expensive, and, and if yuck. you can cut your budget on those things down, you're going to save a lot of money on food as well. Right. I never make one eggplant parmesan. Never. I make two. Never make right. one. I just, it's time consuming. My kids will help me. We, I'd rather make two than one. You know, I feel like it's, you know, as you said, what, 10% more in time, maybe 15% with eggplant parmesan because we like to fry it because that's the best way to eat it. Oh, yeah, it. no, that's, that's, <laughs> we gave up the frying a long time ago, Naomi. What? <laughs> I said we gave up the frying a long uh, time we ago. We don't need so much fried food, but a little bit for eggplant parmesan is worth it. But, I, I you know, I do make two at a time. And I just happened to have had a really busy week this week. I did a bunch of cooking demos um, in Teaneck and Borough Park for Aussie's Fish. And it was a really, really, um, you know, intense week. And, and it was from 2 to 5. And my kids come home from school at 5.30 starving. So I needed to have dinner made ahead because I don't want to come home so tired from work and then whip up dinner. So I made okay. a bunch of eggplant parmesans. Um, so I made one for like Sunday night dinner like last week, but I had made a second one. So my kids already knew that there was eggplant parmesan waiting that they didn't have. We didn't order in pizza or Chinese, which hardly anyone touches. Um, I make a great pepper steak recipe from, um, it freezes amazing from Leia Shapira's, uh, kosher and fresh or fresh and kosher. I'm blanking out on the name. It's an excellent cookbook. I've spoke about it before and I've had Leia on the show last year. Um, trying to get her again, but she's been so busy. But she's got this amazing pepper steak recipe, and it freezes great because it's got great sauce. So, yeah. you know, all you have to do is just defrost that, throw in some, you know, veggies very quickly into a convection roast oven um, or just on 400 degrees regular, and it cooks so fast, and you've got dinner ready for you. So you don't have to think. You know, it just takes that bit of planning, as you said. Make on Sunday night a meal plan. Get the kids involved. Get them to come with Absolutely. you shopping. Yep. Absolutely. We let our kids pick one meal. I mean, I have younger kids than you right. do. My youngest is four and a half and my oldest is 10. We let them pick one meal a week. And that That's way, so you know, we don't have to deal with the like, I don't like what you made for dinner every single night of the week. I can't win sometimes, you know. No. <laughs> Even I have true. teenagers, you know, three out of four kids liked the, the meal and the fourth one didn't and you know it was a whole hullabaloo but but you know when I consider if I consider if four out of five of us are eating then I've then I've won right right exactly exactly it's so hard to uh keep track Mara thank you so much for uh joining me and, and you have uh kosher recipes on your blog as well um menu planning frugal ideas. kosher recipes in fact frugal kosher oh let's have a look how I'm going to go to I've actually got my ipad here with me um so I have look I'm going to the kosher recipe index so every recipe is basically every um, recipe is shared there and not all of them but i would say about 90 percent of my recipes are frugal and and likewise about 90 percent of my recipes are pretty simple to make i don't unlike you <laughs> i don't love potchking in the kitchen so i need a recipe that comes together really quickly for me okay listen you've got little kids i also was very hard to 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 cook dinner when i had like Three little girls running around my house. But I'm just, look, amazing um, recipes that you've got here. Challah and cheese straw. Oh, that, that bread machine challah recipe that I share on my yep, blog has yep. been tweaked and tweaked, and it is so perfect. I love but that But you have recipe. to have a bread machine. I don't have a bread machine. 
Can you make it without a bread machine? Yes, you can definitely make it. I mean, some people have told me they've made it in their KitchenAid. Some people have made it by hand. I mean, again, coming back to the easy thing, what I love is that Friday morning I dump those ingredients in the bread machine, and it does all the work for me, and then I just take it out and braid it and cook it. I love it. I love it. You know, and do you, my, my, my kids help me braid because I make color every week. You know, I just want to do the uh, What's for Dinner segment with you, which is sponsored by Gourmet Light because we're about to come to a close of our show. Um, you wrote you have a great, great recipe here for close to perfect peanut noodle salad. And I'm oh, going to yeah. I'm going to uh, just read that um, through so my, our listeners can uh, hear it and then go onto your website, uh, koshonabudget.com, and then go onto the recipes and then they'll find it. Um, you take a half a cup of smooth peanut butter, a quarter of a cup of soy sauce, use the low sodium, a third of a cup of water, two tablespoons of chopped ginger, a medium garlic clove, uh, some rice wine, uh, a two, ta- two tablespoons of rice wine, two tablespoons of sesame oil, two tablespoons of honey. If you want, you can add in some flakes because some, not everyone likes it spicy. Some fr- fresh cilantro. I find that not everyone likes cilantro, so you can use parsley, half a cup of that a quarter of a cup of chopped scallions and your box of pasta uh, cooked up um, according to the directions and three tablespoons of chopped uh, peanuts. Um, And then you put the first eight ingredients um, through a blender. Am I right? And then uh, you, uh, if you don't like ginger, you can just use in a little bit of the ginger um, and then you pour that over the noodles and it looks amazing. I love it this. Is. And then you toss, in, you toss in all your fresh, um, your, your uh, cilantro or your pasta, your scallions, your nuts right before you serve it. And, and then you've got an absolutely fabulous recipe. All these, uh, if you're in the Five Towns era, everything's available in Gourmet Glut. Um, and in most kosher supermarkets, everything's available these days. With, I'm sure in Kansas City, everything's there, right? Definitely, definitely. So, so thank you for sharing that recipe with us, and everyone can go to the blog. I, I love it. I, I saw that my family loves peanut noodles. Um, and I think, you know, I always talk about Charlotte Shittis recipes also because I find that's like the, the challenging meal for the day for Shabbos. So uh, that is, that, that's uh, a really great thing. You probably do some salmon with that as well, right? Definitely. Yeah, that would be delicious. So uh, thank you so much, Mara, for joining us today on this. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a great Shabbos, and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch, and we're going to have you back on talking about Shavuos budgets. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks so much. <gasps> All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You are, lis- you are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is coming to a close. We've had an amazing show. Um, we had Shifra Klein from Joy of Kosher, and that was Mara Strom from kosheronabudget.com. Um, Definitely check out the website. Thank you to the uh, Joy of Kosher magazine for a subscription to for a year for our listeners. So you just if you want to be in it, you've got to be in it to win it, uh, email me, Naomi, at nachamsegel.com. And I look forward to hearing from everybody, and we will have a drawing in a couple of weeks. Maybe when Shifra comes in for the Pesach issue, we'll have her draw it out. Um, so um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, our show is sponsored by uh, Abels and Hyman. Uh, we're going to have music right up until Lich Benching by our friends at Kedem. So stay tuned, stay listening, stay cooking, stay warm, stay dry. Have a good Shabbos, everybody. Take care.